guys, welcome back to Run That Ish Back. I'm your host, Lauren Lee. I think it's time to give you a little bit about myself. I am an educator, a rebel, a sneaker connoisseur, and a lover of Beyonce. On this episode, again, we have V Sweet here with us. We got a lot of love on the last episode, so if something's working, you just bring the person back. You don't try to do anything new. So welcome, V Sweet. Yeah, yeah, we back again. We live, baby. So this episode is called F or Fuck Your Rules, um, depending on how I feel when I post it, but most likely it might just say F Your Rules. Um, As usual, we're going to start with the things that are happening on our timelines. So the first thing that comes to mind is this man named Kevin Samuels. If you don't know who I'm talking about, this is the man that gives like women all this like relationship advice. He sits in a dark room with glasses, very metrosexual, um, and he gives women advice. Let me just give you a little backstory. The first time I heard about him was maybe a few months ago, and he was ripping a woman apart because like she was saying she made $100,000, and she didn't want to date anyone lower than that, or she wanted to date a man with $100,000 or more. And he was basically telling her that she didn't deserve a man like that. And he was like, oh, how do you view about yourself? And she was like, I'm a seven. And he was like, really? Take off your makeup. Take off your weave. Like, your waist trainer. Are you really a seven? And I was like, oh, he's a bitch. That was my first thought. Because I don't know. And it may just be like this type of men I grew up with. I was like, ain't no man going to take that much time to, like, dissect a woman of, like, wondering why she wants certain things or how she looks and, like, ranks herself. Unless, I'm sorry to say it, unless they gay. (laughs) And I was just like, okay. And so now I'm seeing him more and more and people are talking about him. And I'm just like... A lot of women do respect him. Like, what he's saying is true, and, oh, he's the best thing that has ever happened. And I'm like, oh, y'all don't love yourselves. <laughs> like, what's your thoughts? Because I'm just like, mm. Yeah, um, my cousin sent me a video of his, like, actually a few weeks ago. So I only seen two, two of his videos. I haven't really tapped in to all of his shit. Um, but I was laughing uh, because the girl was saying, like, the most she weighed was, like, 150 or something like that. And clearly, she was, like, <laughs> well, over there, right there. I was, like, nah, sis. But my whole thing with him was, like, well, when you gonna get at the dudes, you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, yes. You got all this energy for the women, you know what I mean? Like, when you gonna, because the... Homies ain't right either, you know what I mean? You need to check your boys, too. So I did see an episode where he was coming at men. And I'm up a lot to you. And it doesn't mean that I agree with him because it was a man. No, I'm not men shaming. So it was a man that came up there, and I think the man was like, he was 19, 20 years old. He sounded very timid, like afraid to talk, but wanted to get attention. And he was like, he made only like $300 a month. And like he thinks women should come talk to him. And he was like, I weigh over 300 pounds and I'm like five foot six. And the man was like, what? Like who would want to come talk to you? Like ain't nobody looking at you. And he was like, oh, my money isn't a reason why women should look at me. And he was like, the first thing people see is like how you look. And I felt like that was appropriate. I was like, I get it. My thing is sometimes with him, I don't necessarily think his message is completely wrong. It's just the way he says it. It comes across that he has a problem with black women. And I haven't really seen any other women come on his show, so I can't say if he does this with all women. But from what my friends are telling me is that he only goes in really on black women. But I think black men in general, this is a whole nother episode. Black men don't really fuck with black women like that. Unless they need something. 
That's the truth. Like Malcolm X said, the most unprotected woman in the world is the black woman. And that can go into another episode, but I don't really know how I feel about Kevin Samuels. I do think I do. I think I like, I don't like his approach. I don't think it's the best way to do it. And I'm also like asking myself, do we know what his profession is? And I think that's the problem with social media. People can say whoever they want and like whoever they are. And then people just start taking what they say as a like word, as gold. And I'm like, this man could be working at ShopRite for all we know, and y'all are up here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was just like, I don't know why y'all taking advice from a man that you don't even know if they're trained. It's always like that, though, on social media. That's exactly what social media is. These phenomena come around, and, you know what I mean, people just take to them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to stick to, like, the advice that I know is solid. And I guess it's like when my mother used to say, eat the fish, turn, uh, throw out the bone. And I think that's what you got to do with social media. I think that's the saying. I don't know. Um, something else has been going on. So me and V-Suite live in New Jersey. Um, but if you live in New Jersey, you always know that New York is only a couple of miles away. So Brooklyn is the place I love to go. I really do love going to Brooklyn. I love Harlem. I feel as though Harlem is a vibe. I can't afford a brownstone. But when it comes to like a whole lifestyle, Brooklyn is the vibe because they have businesses. They have things that you can do. They have vibes. Um, but recently in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and now if you know if you live in Williamsburg, you have money. Because ain't nothing cheap in Williamsburg. Some Jews were celebrating, I believe it's Purim. Purim. Um, and it's some holiday where they celebrate... Um, the poor and dress like the poor to make it seem less, I guess, pitiful. Make it seem like it's not, it's nothing to be ashamed about. But this year, what happened is that these white Jews were walking around in blackface acting like poor people. And in my mind, I was like, now there's white poor people, so you could have kept your skin the same, but they had like black makeup or like clay put on their face, children and adults walking around like dressing up as the poor and like having all these sounds like I'm a Negro, I have no place to stay. <laughs> you know, I just don't understand why they have to associate it with being black. Because like you said, there are a bunch of Hello. white people. When I lived in Baltimore, and I lived in West Baltimore, if you know anything about Baltimore, you know West Baltimore is well, I don't know many places in Baltimore that's not the hood other than the harbor, but well, yeah, as a D.C. That's, native. That's <laughs> West Baltimore, shit gets real, you feel me? And there were more white people that were homeless True. and on the corners and nodding off and shit than um, black people that I've seen. You know what I mean? So, and for me, Jews dressing like that is not, I mean, I don't feel like they have to do much. You know I, mm, I mean, for my experience. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I had teachers that were Jewish um, in, in my neighborhoods and in places that I've been mm -hmm. where I've seen them. They don't dress. Like, That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? The teacher that I had, I didn't want to marry. I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this <laughs> with you. just put that out there. I didn't want to marry They're me, very though. modest dressed people. <laughs> Just very modest dress people. Yeah, yeah. Modest can mean a lot of things. <laughs> but I think what gets me sometimes is that, like we said this on the last episode, you can't say shit about Jews without there being a problem. People celebrate the Holocaust as if slavery never happened. 
Um, and Jews have gotten reparations. Jews have hella movies, hella museums, hella of like resources. Because if you know, to be honest with you, the Jew is like the white man when it comes to money right now. Like, fuck all of that. <laughs> they have whole communities, mm-hmm. schools, aisles in the grocery store. Like, <laughs> very true. All of that, yo. And I'm just like, this is, I remember when I was an English teacher and I was teaching my kids, we were reading Malcolm X. And I remember we were going through like systemic racism and I was just like, do you know that like the reasons that you live in the communities that you live in is because the government has set it up that way. And I was like, oh, do you know that like white people are on welfare too? And they was like, nah, I'm asleep. And I was like, do you think the government would have created a system of support only for black people? No, I said the biggest welfare queens are white women. And I think like that's what society sometimes likes to do. Anything that is bad, anything that is poor, anything that is ugly, we want to associate it with blackness. But it's also like it's 2021 and I'm tired of like trying to teach people. It's almost like you want to fight. Like it's like I'm just tired of trying to tell you what you're doing is wrong. You know it's wrong. And it's just like... It's disgusting because they look terrible. Like, if you want to get makeup, just do the whole face. But it's just like, y'all just look disgusting. And I'm just like, this is right in New York, right? Like, this is the same place they were having protests. This is the same place where people have been killed in streets. And you feel as though this is appropriate. In 2021, a few days, seven a few days, maybe 24 hours after Black History Month. <laughs> it's just like, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Something like that happens every year. It happens every year, yeah. This is a yearly holiday, so they're doing it forever. This or Halloween, mm-hmm. something surfaces with stupid-ass white kids in blackface. Just and it's also, it's also a situation like black people dress up as white people for Halloween, but I don't feel the need to paint my skin white. Like, it's just like the common sense. You can dress up a... So they had a kid dressed up as, like, a pharaoh. You didn't have to paint his face black. I mean, like, brown skin. You didn't have to do that. They could have just dressed up as a pharaoh. And I just think sometimes white people, they be knowing what they be doing. Yep. Like, they be just trying to trigger motherfuckers. <laughs> and I'm just like, you gonna trigger the wrong one the wrong day at the wrong time. And then you will be sitting there on the news crying and shit saying they feel like the Holocaust all over. <laughs> But let me stop because some Jews may be listening. But I said what I said. I said what I said. (laughs) On a happier note, this verses I can say was by far the best verses. No internet issues, no attitudes amongst people. Well, I did say, if you don't know what I'm talking about, D'Angelo had his verses last week and it was just a great experience. Did you watch? Every time I watch the verses, I be like, low key, I don't even sometimes need to see the artist. It's just the DJs that be playing at the beginning. I be like, oh, can I get this on a playlist? Can we connect this with Apple so I can play this in my car? <laughs> but yeah. Mm. D'Angelo, I can say, I didn't really get the sex appeal. Um, he's very, you can tell that he's older. I also didn't like the fact that he had this whole full-blown stocking cap on his head. It looked like a real pair of stockings. You remember when your mom used to do it with her run stockings and no cut the legs off? It looked like that. I don't necessarily think that was great. I do think, like, he sounded good. I was really excited to see Method Man. He's aging really well. He's aging really well. I'm really wondering when the Wu-Tang show is going to come back on. Me too. I've been thinking about I heard they're doing season two, but it's like, when are you showing it? Because the Wu-Tang show was really good. If you haven't watched that, watch that on Hulu, Wu-Tang. But it was really good. I felt like it felt like a real concert. Because I don't think how we view concerts are going to be the same anymore. 
I finally got my money back from the Janae Aiko concert that was supposed to be last May. And I'm just like, oh, concerts may never come back. Yeah, I was supposed to go to um, Dreamville Festival last April. Mm, that's a vibe. They kept pushing it back to August, and then they just canceled it. I was really disappointed about that. I need to check in on my money for that concert. They say within 30 days. It didn't take 30 days for me to pay. But this is a, <laughs> let me take a, let me take a note of this because I forgot all about that reimbursement. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was really good. I was really disappointed that they couldn't get Lauren Hill to come through. She lives in Jersey now. It would have probably took her a day and a half to get there. But she could have showed up on time. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, but the her does sound good. I was like, Lauren Hill should have been here. She could have. I was just like, damn, Lauren, you're always so fucking late. That's why you would be missing moments. They should do a versus with her so she can do one by herself. Lauren and friends. I don't really know who her friends are right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. But. Like respect level. I think, oh, I think plenty of artists would be willing to come through. Very true. Hill, Young and old. Yeah, mm -mm. yeah, I went and saw Lauren Hill in 2013, the best concert I have ever been to because she started talking like she was about to go on one of her rants. So people started leaving and we got closer to the stage and she went for another 45 minutes. Wow. And I was like, yes. And I had on this little sweatshirt that said, if Nas ruled the world. Yes. And I thought she saw me. I, I could be in my head. I was like, well, but that was a great concert. So, yeah, Lauren, um, let's put that out there. Lauren Hill is going to have her own verses. Yes, let's put that in the Please, please. Now, we're talking about bad vibes. I'm going to let you start on this one because <laughs> I don't have much to say. Our little friend from Philly. We're not talking about Will. We're talking about Meek. Rameek. Rameek. You messed up, player, player. Mm -mm. Yeah, Meek did some... You know what, though? I feel like Meek is... Goofy shit is not um, out of his league. He's, he's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? True. He's known for doing goofy shit. And this was another goofy thing that he did, but, like, he went overboard. Too far. Yeah, like I said, man, um, to you earlier, he, like, risked his career and relationships and shit with people. True. That line, like you could have deleted that, and it, yeah. it wasn't even something so slick where I was like, "Oh, this shit is nice." Oh, I'm sorry, Kobe. I just don't know what his line of thinking was or why he felt that was appropriate. Kobe has only been there for a year. I think what makes the Kobe situation very sensitive, it's like he died on a plane with multiple people, including his daughter. And when I found about Kobe dying, and I shared this with you earlier, it's all I could think about is like his mindset, knowing one, trying to process that he was about to die, but then also trying to process that like he couldn't do anything to help his daughter from dying. And I'm just like, nah, Meek, cancel that shit. And what makes it worse is that you told Vanessa, fuck your feelings. And I was just, what? Like, the immaturity, like, come on, bro. You could have just, at that point, that was your opportunity right there to say, you know what, my bad. Well, let me I take the song bad. down. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Just do that. Now you done, you, you, you just keep swimming deeper and deeper I think it's kind of like the same stupidity he had when he felt like he could go back to back with Drake. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just like, yeah, me, we love, hold up, wait a minute. We love that song, but we're not saying that you could go one for one with Drake. And it's also like a situation where me, like the black community has done so much for you in particular, for you to know that certain shit is offline. Like, it's just like, if people were to make raps about you being locked up, 
for something as stupid as popping a willy or you getting your braids pulled out your head and stuff like that, you would feel all type of ways. Or you feeling dumb as shit for getting played by Nicki Minaj. That's another topic after Rick Ross told you. You would feel some type of way. And I just think certain people like Nipsey and Kobe and Gianna, Gigi, are off limits. You just, unless you're talking something positive, right. you don't say nothing at all. Like Kobe was well respected. Still. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know what I'm saying? He was part of, he was a big part of the culture growing up. You know what I mean? He was our childhood. So yeah, he's off limits. He's just swag. It's also like nothing's worse than a motherfucker that has no coof. It's nothing worse than a person that like don't know when to leave or don't know when to shut the fuck up. And then little baby or the next person was like, yeah, let me disassociate myself with this shit and say something positive and give a little old to Gigi and Kobe. But what he could have done also, I'm like, nah, me, cut this shit. Like, I'm not doing this song unless you cut this shit. And it's just like... It's just trash. I'm sorry, me. I don't really believe in cancel culture, but we need to put your ass in a box for a little bit. Don't come outside to play. Mm -hmm. Somebody need to check his ass. Jay-Z call him, yeah. Yeah, Jay-Z call him, because him, Kobe, and Beyonce, and Vanessa were close. Jay-Z call his ass and tell him, shut up, go to his room. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly, you on time out. Mm -mm. <laughs> if we still talking about music, I don't know if you got to watch Kurt Franklin's Tiny Desk. Did you get I to did. see it? I saw it and I felt like a little girl back in the youth choir or on my way to church or places because Kurt Franklin, people can say what they want to say. I feel as though like Kurt can be up there with like Swiss, uh, Timbaland when it comes to creating music because his music transcends just gospel. It's like I think he's one of those people that he's not really mentioned much because it's gospel, but this man can create some great things. He's always been a vibe for real. I don't even listen to gospel music, but like some of Kurt Franklin's mm -hmm. songs, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can get jiggy with this. <laughs> so. It's like that when he came out. Mm -hmm. He was like, what? what is this? This ain't gospel. Right, right. <laughs> uh, what was the first song? Stomp. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just like, okay, okay. I see you, oh, little short man. Energy. Yes. Standing five foot two. Yes. It was really good. I felt like all the music that we get during the pandemic, some of it really comes at the right time. It comes like, yeah, we don't have nothing else to listen to. And then bam. Like, I felt the same when we were Jasmine Sullivan. I was like, yes, honey, I didn't feel like being sad, but I'm willing to go there with you. Um, but yeah, it was a really good Tiny Desk. If you don't, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Actually, I haven't really seen any terrible Tiny Desk. I think, you know, that's the thing that you could do on YouTube. Just watch them as they go on. I think what we're going to talk about next, and I'm going to let V Sweet do it because I couldn't finish watching it. Um, if you can't tell by like my podcast, I be having triggers with white people. <laughs> and so I couldn't finish watching it myself. But V Sweet said she watched it, so maybe she can share something. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, so the Billy Holiday um, joint, the United States versus Billy Holiday, um, it was pretty intense. Um, I don't know if anybody out there agrees with me, but for me, it was pretty intense. Just all the trauma that she experienced throughout mm. her life. Um, and right before I watched the one on, what is it? It was on Hulu? Hulu, yeah. Right before I watched that on Hulu, I watched um, Lady Sings the Blues with Diana Ross on YouTube. Mm. Um, just to get, you know, more of a backstory <clears throat> on it. And they were both intense and just, <laughs> just going through it and just seeing how... The government again just fucked up. Yes, <laughs> like, and this was an artist. This wasn't 
um, a politician or mm-hmm. not being someone like the black, a Black Panther or something like that. Single person by themselves. This is an artist and a song calling out the actions of the government <laughs> exactly. and, and, and the white, just white supremacy period bothered them so much that they really just put a cap on her art and I just as a like I can't imagine that as an artist you can't express yourself very true perform your art you know what I mean so just seeing that was crazy because I had no I had no knowledge of that story you know what I mean yeah so, yeah, it was just, it was crazy, man. I only, I knew about, I knew about her mainly because of, like, how she died. Because the government played a role in that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was addicted to, was it heroin? Mm-hmm. So, she had some issue with, like, her liver. So, she went to the hospital, like, and they wouldn't uh, service her because she was a drug addict. So, one of her, like, agreements in her parole was she couldn't do drugs. So, what happened is they end up not servicing her medically and just let her die in her bed with her hands still um, chained to the bed. And I'm just like, the government, white people, it's just like, y'all, it, it, you go as far as you want to go, all because you don't feel comfortable when someone has a little more influence than you do. So the part of the movies that I did watch is like when I watched all the way up to when she was released from jail the first time. And the white people were excited to hear her sing Strange Fruit, but the government felt uncomfortable. And people can say what they want to say. Um, Lil Hoover, he was trash. He was a Nazi his damn self. You might as well call him Hitler. Because the type of hatred he had for like black people is just like deplorable it's just like you want to like stop a woman from making money you want to stop a woman from singing a song that the crowd clearly loves you're going to stop a woman from reflecting the times in her art it just doesn't make sense to me it's just like um it doesn't really add up to me as to like why you would think that this is okay um and it was just that i had to stop i think i watched maybe 50 minutes and the movie was at least two and a half and i was i couldn't watch anymore because i felt triggered I did feel as though Andrea did a really good job. Yeah, she, did. she did a really good job. She did get a Golden Globe for it. I don't know how the movies are working this year for the movie to just come out and you get a Golden Globe the next week, but she did really good. Um, but I think I do like the fact that movies now about black people aren't all about slavery, but having to relive the trauma that our ancestors had to relive, it's just like... Nah, I would have been one of those strange fruit because I would have been like, I'm going to have to die because I can't live through this hell. Um, I would have been one of those people that jumped off the boat and I would have had to take it up with like God or whoever afterwards because um, I couldn't have to like be like, this is what I have to experience. And it just felt so sad when like you heard that she was raped at 10 and this is why she was doing it. And no one really likes to hear the backstory. Right. And I was like, it's just, it sucks. But also nothing that sucks, just like the black Messiah, a black man always trying to play for white points was the reason she got into the jail. And I was like, all oh, these goddamn coons. Mm-hmm. Have you ever learned that you can't trust the white man? Yeah, right, right. Like, they just using you. Mm, just making me mad all over his, again. Um, his character was, was interesting throughout the movie. Did he get better? Yeah, seeing his, his character develop, he did get a little better throughout the movie. Um, that was Okay, I'll give him that. But it's still like you wouldn't have to get better if you were just better from the beginning. But like one one part of the movie that really stuck out to me, and you didn't get to this part at the end, um, the guy that was interviewing her mm-hmm. at the beginning, he was like, you know, like, 
Well, why don't you just stop singing the song? Like, why don't why don't you just behave? Uh huh. I saw that part at the beginning. That's the little funny guy from Instagram. And yeah. I was like, it's crazy that he thinks that she's the problem. Like, her just complying. He thinks that her singing the song is like an act of defiance. That's how he's looking at it. It's an act of defiance to white supremacy. Bullshit. You know what I mean? He's just like, why don't you just why don't you just comply and do what they say and stop singing the song? It's kind of like what we said last episode. It's just like they just don't think that way. They they don't even have the like skill set to even think beyond themselves because the world has been created for them to only see things from the way that they see. So asking them to do anything other than that, they just don't. They just can't. And it was just crazy to see how free he felt asking that question and how he just seemed no no problem or how that could be offensive at all. Like he didn't think they don't give a fuck at all. <laughs> they do not give a fuck. Yeah, it's still I think, yeah. So if you haven't seen it, I would say see it. If you're like me, I wasn't able to see the whole thing, um, but I did give it a viewing because I watched some of it, so they got that point. Um, but yeah, it was just too much for me. <laughs> some of Lauren gems for this week, um, and these are things that have really just I maybe have been wrestling with since our last episode. Give women credit and pay them, <laughs> not pay them in compliments. Don't pay them and, oh, you did a great job. Pay them their money. It's Women's History Month, and it's too many people I'm seeing or too many people I know that are not really getting paid for the things that they do. They're not getting recognized for the services that they bring or the vibes that they present. And I'm just like, pay women their money, specifically black women, but pay them their money. Um, I know it's like women get paid a certain amount on every man's dollar, but if you think about it, the world couldn't exist without women. So, and the world really can exist without black women. Um, so I, I'm at the point now where I'm just like, pay people their money, do right by women. Because, you know, what they say on Color Purple, until you do right by me, every, <laughs> everything you touch, yeah, that's how I feel. Just, um, that brings me back to our, our last episode that we were talking about Tom Brady. Mm. And when people were saying he was the gold of like all sports, a lot of people threw Serena in that conversation mm-hmm. Nah, like, people don't be thinking that big. Yeah. Each other, like, well, she got way more chips than he has. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm sure she doesn't. I, I think that was an issue like a few years ago. Like, women tennis players weren't getting paid as much as men. men. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they don't go as many rounds. It's like, what? Uh, just pay me my money. <laughs> like, she practices just as hard. You know what I mean? Puts in just as much work. Yeah. All of that. You can tell by those arms and those legs. Yeah. <laughs> it's my God. Her, 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 her I think it's also like, I remember it's the video that was circling around Instagram where when she was young and an interviewer asking her, why was she so confident or why do you believe? And it's just like, y'all motherfuckers got to stop being comfortable asking women why they want what they want, why they believe in themselves the way that they do, because you don't ever ask a man. Why he think he can accomplish something that is truly impossible? <laughs> like you don't, you don't ask them that. So just stop asking women shit that don't you don't need to be asking, and give them their money and give them their credit. And that's why Richard is the goat because he stepped in and said, she mm-hmm. said, what the fuck she said. Exactly. He said, he said, don't ask my daughter that. I was like, oh, Compton coming out real exactly. quick. <laughs> well, that's that's one reason why that reporter asked her that. Why, like, why you? There's never been a, a black girl from Compton winning the U.S. Open. 
or black girl in general. Yeah. yeah. Far-fetched, you know what I'm saying? But she doing it. She's a kid, man. Don't like just shoot her down like that and impress her. Yeah, I just you know that's yeah, another the white people. It's just like I don't I don't know. Maybe it's somewhere deep in their pockets, and we don't have it. We haven't found it yet. Yeah. Um, I think another thing we need to think about if quarantine has been anything like my quarantine, uh, life has come at me fast. Uh, <laughs> when I say fast, I mean fast. So I had Nuri um, a month before quarantine. Mind you, I only gained around eight pounds being pregnant with Nuri. But in quarantine, I have maybe gained anywhere between 20 and 25 pounds. Judge your mother. <laughs> All right? Because life is good over here. Um, but with this 20 and 25 pound weight gain, confidence is a little different. Clothes are a little snug. And pictures on Instagram are very far in between because I don't want anyone seeing me like this. <laughs> so please get in the gym, y'all, because the way it's looking, um, quarantine may be over by June. Yeah. Um, Biden yeah, announced today <laughs> that everyone should have a shot by May. <laughs> so depending on how you want to look when you get back outside, you might want to put in the work now. As Drake and I believe Kobe said, you weren't with me shooting in the gym. Um, you might want to get there because um, the time is now. <laughs> get you a YouTube video. Apple Fitness something. just Or even, I don't like working out, but I have been eating better. Um, so you, you just do that. Be some type of consistency because what you don't want to do is... Um, not be able to live your life this summer um, because brunches are coming and if you live in the city the brunch on a sunday morning on a rooftop is a vibe okay. and you don't mean wanting to wear t-shirts when you can have your back out all right so get your weight together lastly tiana taylor harlem's finest she says something about woman empowerment really empowers what's your thoughts do you think that's true she was like, let me give you context. She was like, people on Instagram and like they create these groups of saying that they're here to help women and they're able to like, they want to have people pay all this money to come and learn how to build their business. But they really do what they are supposed to do. And she says a lot of women are coming together to say that they're empowering, but they're just mean girls. And when you're actually doing the work, people want to bash you for doing the work. Because, you know, she started her own production so people could pay cheaper rates for being able to create videos and movies and stuff. And she was just like, rarely do women empower other women. It's usually just like a scam of, like, bashing or being mean girls to women. I, I, um, I kind of agree and, and disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not a part of any groups. <laughs> Me either. Like, I don't have any experience I don't think I really know um, anybody that's had any experience with that. What I see on Instagram looks good. Very true. I see a lot of women empowering women through the comments on different posts that I've, you know what I mean, come across and shit like that. I think, of course, women can be mean girls. Very true. Like I think that's always going to be a thing with a group of women. Somebody might have thought I was a mean girl. I have been mean in the past. Yeah. Or in the present. People say the same about me. I can say what the fuck I want to say regardless. So that does come across mean sometimes. That part. 
I think in general is what I can say is that I have seen like a lot of people paying $300, $400 to go to a session with someone that doesn't really even have the credentials to like be offering services. <laughs> and what I can say is that, you know, a lot of things in this world you can find for free. And it also, everything that you achieve in life comes from consistency. So there's not no magic session or a magic group of people that are going to get you where you want to be. It's all about like doing the research and doing the work. And I think, like I said before, and I've said this many times before, people get really pulled in on this social media shit and just be like sending money. I know this girl right now in New Jersey where people have like paid her rent just off of like shit that she says on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, you would never fool me like that. My money gonna stay in my pocket. But you just have to like have some type of confidence or be able to decipher what's real and what's not. And I think there are groups of women that are empowering. I do think there's other women that are selling false products. Um, and I also think there's a group of women that are just mean. And they may come across as nice because Instagram is all about perception. It's not reality. I don't ever post a position, post a picture like I said when I feel ugly. I only post them when I feel nice. So if I'm only posting pictures when I feel nice, everyone might think that my world is nice when it could really be shitty. So you have to remember that about Instagram. Like I wouldn't say I wouldn't make a blatant statement that women empowerment rarely empowers because that's a big statement. Um, but I can say that you you have to be careful and know what works for you. Yeah. I think yeah. I just think that's what it is. Like. I don't know. I don't go and see any women empowerment groups. I just talk shit out with my friends. And if I don't figure it out, I just call my grandma. Um, it's, just, it's very simple. Or I'm going to just have to thug it out until I figure it out. But I'm not paying nobody no money to help me figure out my issues. I barely want to pay a lawyer for a ticket. So I'm not... Listen, that's, that's not about to happen. I'll look up Google myself and figure some things out. But yeah, that's what you got to do. Now, this episode... is called fuck your rules so we have come up me and vsp have come up with some rules that we think have been given to women they may have been created by men or they may have just been rules that are old but we just don't think that they fit the space anymore so we have around eight rules they may go a little deeper than what we mean to go we're gonna make sure that the episode is not as long as it was last time because we really got into our topic last time but we have eight rules, and I guess we spend no more than like four or five minutes on each one. Well, that's 40 minutes. Three minutes on each one. All right. The first one, I'm a lover of girlfriends, but I'm not fucking with Jones' rule about three months. Waiting to have sex. No. We're grown as fuck. We're grown as fuck. <laughs> We're grown as fuck. We're vibing. On, a, on a, the first date type shit, like if we've been talking on the phone and mm -hmm. FaceTiming and all of that, we go on the first date and we're vibing and that's the type of vibe we get in. I'm not thinking that you're a hoe, I'm not thinking any less of you or nothing like that. And I hope it's vice versa. Sex is a very natural desire. If you're a human and you're not desiring sex, I don't know what's going on there. But it's a very natural desire feeling, desirable feeling. I think. I have made someone wait multiple months, but it wasn't because I was like, this is my rule. It was just, I wasn't really feeling you like that, or I may have been fucking someone else while I was making you wait, if we're being honest. Um, but I don't have a rule about how long 
you can wait. It's just like, it is what it is. We're adults. I'm not doing nothing I don't feel comfortable with. And hopefully you're the same way. Now, if we get in a situation where I want to pursue something and you don't, I have to respect that. But I don't really think it needs to be a rule of three months. It's not like benefits at work. Steve Harvey made this dumb shit with his black ass uh, mustache and big ass piano teeth. It's just dumb. He has because, um, um, what is her name? Marjorie? <laughs> she was in the streets. Right. Uh, in the streets. Exactly, on the three minute rule, not three months. So it's just like, nah, do what you want to do. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I just feel like we're growing and like, it, it all just depends on how you guys are feeling and what the body is. And like, what you trying to figure out in that three months? Three months is long. What is that? Uh, anywhere between ninety and ninety-three days. Yeah. That that's a long time. And um, this one I say, if it's your thing, it's your thing. Own it. But for me, I don't. I don't need a rule that is based on every interaction I have. Yeah. If I want it, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen, it's all right. But just know that it may happen somewhere else. I don't need three months. Since we're talking about sex, I think society always like must label women as hoes because we are sexual beings or we own our sexuality. But dating multiple people does not make you a hoe. I said this on the Lori Harvey episode. I think it makes you smart. I think it, I think it's an investment. Yeah. You wouldn't put all your money in one stock. Right. So why should you put all your energy in one person? Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they say Ways, yes. You know what I'm sure. yeah, they, Have attention coming in multiple ways. Yeah, I don't. Um, and you know what? You may get just like she's got to have it, right? Mm-hmm. Different things from different, different people. people. Very true. All just fill your fill your bucket. You know what I'm saying? I just think that if you're doing that, you need to everybody to be clear on what's going on. Yeah, people do get a little mixed up in emotions. Yeah, you need to be clear on what's going on and have boundaries and shit like that. I don't think it makes you a hoe at all. I really do think this is what I think. In my mind, and sometimes my definition of hoe changes. I think sometimes a hoe is like when you're only fucking with someone. And when I say fucking, I mean literally having sex with someone for financial gain. Now that might even be prostitution or that, but whatever. That's but that's a, that's a work. That's yeah, they they're the, I don't think it makes you a hoe because you want to entertain multiple people. I think that's your preference. Yeah. Everybody's not filling you up in the same way. But we have to stop this whole idea of like if women want to be like niggas that they hoes. That's not true. Men have been doing this for years. And when I say niggas, I can say nigga because I'm black. <laughs> Nigga can be a form of endearment. Nigga can be a form of disgust. It's a word that is interchangeable. So when I say niggas, I mean men. Okay? Because God knows. Somebody in my comments. But yeah, I think you can date whoever you want to date, and it doesn't make you a hoe. Now, don't be messy with it. That's it. Um, Don't be messy. Dating multiple people is a business. So you got to keep it intact. You got to be safe. Yeah. Now, like, once you you get into the thing yeah, you got a little itch, a burn. You been a little unsafe. Yeah, yeah. Being messy because being a if you want to date multiple people, it comes with responsibility. Right, right. I also think once you feel out, realize you're feeling one more than the other, it's a game of elimin- elimination. Yeah. Oh, I'm not feeling you as much, so I'm not going to get rid of you, but we're going to put you over here. That's what you got to do. So yeah, no hoes. Another one, wanting men or women with assets, meaning money. 
makes you a gold digger. Call me a gold digger. Because I ain't messing with no broke niggas. <laughs> it makes you a gold digger. I just don't. I, I think, I don't know. And you could have your own money and still want to date somebody with money. And it doesn't make you a gold digger. You can have nothing and want somebody with something. And that doesn't make you a gold digger. If anything, that makes you smart. I think, and maybe this just came to me, a lot of things that women do that are smart, it's always something negative attached to it. That, that is true. Everything that women do that is smart, people attach something negative to it. I don't know why you would want to date down. Only if it was for sex. I've dated down if the sex was good. Um, but ain't nobody doing that consciously like, oh yeah, I want to date somebody with way less. And less doesn't always mean money. Less can be less of a personality, less of comfort, less of independence. It could be multiple things, but ain't nobody trying to date an empty cup. Now, I feel like if you only going for a certain type of person, mm -hmm. that makes you a gold digger. Like, oh, I only date NBA winners, so I'm always playing let out of the game. You think that makes you smart too? I don't know. This is all I can say. I don't necessarily think, I think it's a preference. Mm -hmm. I think it can be seen as a gold digger if like, you have a man that's treating you really well that may play soccer um, instead of a, a football or basketball player and you're not entertaining them. Maybe so. But I also think in general, I think it's a situation where like, yeah, I don't know if that makes you a gold digger, but it could be if you say I'm only dating people with money. Well, I don't know. I'm only dating people like, I ain't fucking with nobody that's in a G League. Well, that's true. I think I think it's preferences, but it's also to a point where preferences get a little shady, a little jaded. So yeah, I think that does. Like um, a perfect example of that is Evelyn Lozada. Mm -hmm. I think she's a gold digger. Why? She went from NBA. She went to what football, and then she went to baseball. And the man that she was with baseball is the highest paid baseball player, one of the highest paid baseball players in the league. Carl uh, Leo Leo Carl. Yeah, I think she's a gold digger, and I think we'll see her with another sports player in a, in a few minutes. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that. Yeah, I think she's a gold digger. Um, but it's her preference, girl. Fuck with what you want. If you got it, I don't blame you. Yeah, I think if we still talking about hoes, a lot of people, and I know this, and like when I was growing up, it was really pushed for women to dress a certain way and to cover up so they wouldn't be seen as a hoe. Like, like body shaming or like, oh, you can't wear this because people might think this. I think that's kind of changed in 2021 and 2020, but I think it's still out there. Like, if you see a woman that's always dressed in a certain type of way, even women do it. You'd be like, oh, she's a hoe or she's always selling her body. Like with the Chloe girl on the side of that group. I think, I don't necessarily think it makes you a hoe. I think sometimes... It could be that you're doing too much, but it also could be a situation where you love your body. You said the Chloe from the... Chloe and Holly, Holly. the one that's really thick and how they yeah. started shaming her. I knew it was going to happen in general. I don't, I don't, I felt bad for her because mm -hmm. um, I watched one of her lives and, you know, she said that she, she didn't really always feel confident in herself. And, you know, now she, she coming into herself, you know what I'm saying? She, she's acting, she's singing. Um, she, she looks she's good. Now. Yeah, so she's she's gaining her confidence. She, she wants to show that, and for her to do that and people to shame her about it, make her feel bad about it, it's pretty fucked up. I think people be trying to make her feel bad about it because they don't look as good as she looks. I remember 
when they made mm. that second album and she started showing her body more, I said, oh, she's coming into her sexuality. Mm. I was like, oh, Shorty got a body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because she does have a body. I was like, she has a body. I mean, why not show up? She fucking grown, yo. And she's young. Like, this is the time where, like, you really start doing it. Yeah, I mean, like, nobody was talking about, um, shaming the, the Kardashians. Kardashians for that fake bodies. It's not even their own bodies. It's purchased I mean, bodies. Yeah. So, I just, I'm, I'm happy that she's doing her thing, man. I hope she keeps doing it. I always wonder, like, if I was a celebrity, if I would be, um, if those comments and shit like that would, like, affect me. Because I'm thinking, like, girl, why are you even reading this shit? Like, it's a I think so. I would cut my comments off. I'm not going to lie to you. I always was like, just cut your comments off. But I guess sometimes you want to interact with your fans. But it's also like, to be honest with you, to take it off the celebrities, just mind the business that pays you. I'm not making any any appropriate comment under anybody's picture. Because at the end of the day, who am I to these people? I don't know them. They don't know me. I'll make comments with my friends in a group chat before I, I tweet something underneath a celebrity's page. But yeah... I don't think it makes you a hoe. I think if you want to own your body, own it. No matter what the size is, it does not make you a hoe. If you want to shake your ass, shake your ass. If you want to do whatever you want to do, do it. Just be you and be confident in you. We got to stop labeling people at certain things because they do things that we're not comfortable with doing. Yeah, that shit is whack. It's, it's, it's trash. <laughs> I think even with dressing, and I'm not going to go too deep in this topic because like, it's a real sensitive topic. Even, like, a lot of men be like, oh, if you weren't dressed that way, you wouldn't have been raped or you wouldn't have been catcalled. And I'm just like, fuck you and your mama. That's the most It's always what they do, and it's always like it's not even that serious. Women should be able to be free, like who they want to be, who they are, without fear of being in danger. They should be able to walk down the street without being harassed. You know, in recent years, there have been situations where like women have been walking down the street, ignored a man, and a man felt the need to attack her. And it's just like, yeah, and I'm just like, you trash. Like, because I really want to be like, where are the real men at so we can get these people? Because it's just like, Women and men are like buses. They come every few minutes. So, like, if somebody tells you no, you have to respect that and keep it chucking. And when did, the like, the men's um, confidence get so sensitive where you can't take a no and then you, like, got to go to violence? Um, I'm looking for the girl's name. I remember this was years ago, downtown North. Um, teenager got killed. Killed? Ooh. Yeah. Um, guy, like, called, cat called her or something. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Because it was a girl in college in Illinois, I think. Like, she said no. She went to her car in the garage. He followed her, killed her, and left her in the garage. And it's just like, you can't... Sakia Gunn was her name. Mm. Sakia Gunn, yeah. That's crazy. 15 years old. 15. 15. People are trash. Yeah. People are trash. I won't even use this as a time to talk about Newark. But people are trash. It's just like, it's just like you can't do that. Like, you should be able to move as you please in this world, say yes or no to things, and people being fine with that. Right, like, 
Cause it would be a whole different tune. Niggas walking around here in gray sweatpants and shit, and girls just start grabbing dicks. Like, exactly, cause they already <laughs> feel insecure about that in general. You feel me? It would be a whole different tune. Cause some of them do not hang as long as others do, but ain't nobody catcalling you or embarrassing you for that shit. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just like nah. I think in general, another thing I'm looking for is like a n- black men and other men to stand up and protect these women when they see this shit happening or hold your boys accountable. Because right. a lot of times it's a lot of little bitches, people in your group of men that you don't really hold accountable that you need to. And I'm, I'm so happy that I don't have friends like that. I don't have my boys are not like mm-hmm. that. Like, I'm so glad that I <laughs> it's just like it's just like I don't know like I even like the men that I am cool with it's not like that either it's also like they're not really catcalling if they say something like it might be like oh you look good but if you don't want to pay them attention ain't nobody about to go to violence right. now you know men in general you might say you don't want to talk they might are you sure that's one thing but when you take it to the point of like following them I've had situations where like a man has like followed me yeah. I forgot about this let me give you an example I lived in East Orange. I was getting off Rick Church Station. It was maybe 8, 9 o'clock at night. I'm walking down the street because everyone that gets off that train really goes down South Harrison. Trying to get to my apartment. This man was like, oh, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, no, I'm good. He was like, are you sure? I can't walk and put my AirPods back in. He grabs me, trying to get my attention. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Get your hands off of me. A black man in front of me turns around and was like, yo, is there a fucking problem and I was like yes come through the man ends up like walking on the other side of the street and the man that asked was there a problem walked with me until I got to my apartment and I was like thank you because I said this could have been left very quickly because at the end of the day I had no weapon and I'm a woman so even if I tried to hold my own it could have went left very quickly but it's like man you can't and I remember I got on Instagram I was like man y'all gotta stop this shit because it's not cool keep your hands to yourself but woman says no let that shit be that's it don't even ask me <laughs> yeah I said, that's no. it no no am I sure it's not like oh are you sure you don't want any extra sugar yes I'm sure no it's I'm sure leave me the fuck alone yeah you just have to stop y'all you just have to stop I think a big one is like traditional roles. A lot of shit has changed since our parents were our age. A lot of things have changed with like what things look like. And I don't think people are playing the same roles anymore. I know in my house the roles aren't the same as how they were when I grew up. But yeah. Yeah, um, a lot of shit has changed now. I mean, like, when thinking of traditional roles, women were not. Working traditional nine to five job. Very true. You know what I'm saying? The job was to stay at home and mm-hmm. then it was working. Now women are full full out, full blown in the workforce and getting to it. You know what I mean? In school, <laughs> yes, they are. That. Getting it on their time, own. You know what I'm saying? So if you are in a, in, in a relationship, it's like, shit, if we both working, that's more money. Fuck, like, don't expect me to come in here and just Listen. hold shit down every day and, and feed you. You know what I mean? Like, it goes both ways here. Yeah, in my house, roles are very much so... Uh not defined, um, very much so defined in the way of like we all help. Yeah. Um, some days I might feel like cooking, uh, and then like she may cook. Or like some days, like it could be a situation where like I'm playing with the kids and like she's doing something else. It's not very much so a role where it's like, oh, this is what it is. Um, 
Yeah, I think growing up, my mother works because she wanted her own money, but my father was very much so, like, you know, he works for the FBI, government, stuff like that. He made enough where, like, she didn't really have to work, and my mother shared with me, like, when I was younger, she was like, the main reason she worked is because she wanted, she never wanted to be in a situation where, like, she needed my father, where, like, if things went left, she had nothing on her own, and I think a lot of women kind of have that mentality now, not necessarily, like, where we don't want support from a, a mate, it's also like we can get it on our own, and if both of us can get on our own that's more money it's <laughs> yeah it's no more judgment of like i'm waiting for you it's just like we both gonna get it and it's gonna look way better than just one of us getting it so yeah roles look a little different and i feel like men have changed in that aspect too they don't want a woman that just stays at home mm -hmm. um for the most part you know what i'm saying they don't want to be just taking care of a lot of men have a have a have a problem with that. They do. What I see on social media, a lot of men have a problem with that. I do think, and I'm. This is going to be a future episode, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. I think it's a great, always a great way to see where men and women lie when it comes to like who pays the bills how much they pay what should you do i always like to see the comments under these those things because you can really tell a lot about people based on their responses and i'm like oh nah you're a little hurt um or oh this is a good perspective but yeah um i think their roles are very different and no one is like traditionally playing one solid role by themselves yeah. we're just we're not one dimensional anymore um so yeah that's what i think i think the last rule that i want to mention and this is mainly because I have a lot of women that listen to this show. Women have the right to choose not to have children. Yes. And choosing not to have children does not mean that, oh, you don't have a partner to have children with. It does not mean that you can't have children. It does not mean that, like, oh, you're only worried about your job. It could just be a situation where people just don't want to have kids. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> Some people just want to be, like, the rich auntie, and that is fine. As a mother of two, I love the rich aunties because you buy the shit that I don't necessarily want to buy. <laughs> or you can come pick them up and I can get a break and you can bring them back and feel fulfilled. <laughs> now, like, I was, a few years ago, I was like, yes, I want kids. I definitely, I actually was like, dang, I want to carry a kid. I want to go through the whole experience. Ooh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's an experience, I it know. is. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, and now I'm like, I don't know. I'm not as, um, sold on the idea, you know, my friends are having babies, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, a lot of babies are coming into the world that are going to be close to me, so I may take on the rich auntie um, role. I've had it too. Nigel's five, Nuri's one. I don't personally want to push out another. Um, I do feel as though my experience, I'm very much so an exception to other people. So that's why I like when friends or people ask me about my experience, I'm like, don't ask me. Because I think I may be a breeder naturally. Both with Nigel and Nuri, no more than 10 pounds throughout the whole pregnancy. Um, no, no morning sickness. Um, labor with Nigel was six hours. Labor with Nuri was like four. I pushed Nuri out in one push. Um, and it's very much so that's not everyone's experience. Um, and I be telling people, I'm like, nah, don't ask me because <laughs> that's not everyone's experience. I personally don't want to have any more children. I'm good. Um, I do support my friends having children. I do think being a mother is a very great experience. I do think me having Nigel forced me to be mature than what I was at that age. Um, having Nigel and Nuri has taught me a different type of love. Um, but I don't really judge people that choose not to have children because sometimes I'm like, 
I want to live your life. For you to go home and not have to worry about a snack or a fruit snack, that is a privilege. Um, but I'm also not asking women when are they having children because it's none of my damn business. Because you never know women's backstories. Getting pregnant is not as easy as people think it is. Um, so I don't ask women if they want to share, they want to share. But we got to stop thinking something's wrong with women if they don't have children or even feeling comfortable enough to ask them why they don't have any. It's yeah. none of your damn business. Yeah. You never know. You, they could be trying it and not working. Just have them. It could be all type of shit and you just have to be careful. I think a rule that we can say to wrap up this episode is just mind your business. That's it. Mind your business. My, and not even mind the business that pays you. Because half of us don't have no business. Just mind your business. Mind your business. If it don't affect you. If it's not your concern. Yeah. Um, and it's also a situation where if I'm not talking about it, don't feel, don't take that as a way to think that you should talk about it. Um, I, I, I think I've learned how to mind my business even more. Because, you know, you be trying to help people and you be inquiring. And some people don't want help. So, you know what I do? I just mind my business. And when people want help or want you to know something, you'll know it because they'll tell you. <laughs> and if they don't do that, just stay in your lane. That's what, I think that's the number one rule with women. Mind your business. Stay out of other people's business. Don't question anyone. And just focus on you. It's a really good feeling to focus on yourself. It's a good skill set, too. It is. <laughs> Um, if people put the energy into all the other shit mm -hmm. and the time that they put into themselves, they can be great. Man. I tell you. Be great. Me too. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> so if I could put as much energy as I do with like maybe social media or talking to my friends as in working out, I could probably be like a size six right now. Looking like a crackhead, but I could be small. But it's just like you, got, it's, you reflect what you pour into. That's a word right there. So if you pour into other people's business, you're going to reflect everybody's business. Mm -hmm. But yeah, overall, don't ask no woman no question that is in, um, intrusive. Mind your business. If they want you to know, they want you to know. I think this is the end of episode six, I believe. We are at 58 minutes. We stayed underneath an hour. Thank you guys for listening. Y'all are not doing this, so please do it. Leave a review so I can get better reviews on Apple and Spotify. Also, like, comment, and repost the pictures on the Instagram. And as always, thank you guys for listening.